This is The Furnace with John Burton. All right, all of you flaming, burning, raging revivalists. Uh, this is this is John, and uh, we're going to dive into uh, a topic that's related to the last podcast a little bit. Same scenario, same story in, in Scripture, uh, but I'm going to bring some revelation, I believe, that's going to be important for all of us to deal with, to uh, really focus on, to pray on, because uh, it's time for the church to arise. And those of, you, those of you who follow the ministry, you know that I'm just, man, I'm just, I'm just sounding the alarm, trying to wake, awaken the sleepers, and it's, it's time to, to, to contend like we have never done in our lives. And so I just wrote an article, and I believe this is going to be published on uh, Charisma on Monday. Uh, this coming Monday, but you can go to my website right now. You can check it out. Uh, it is titled is Exposing a Wicked Lockdown Spirit. Exposing a Wicked Lockdown Spirit. And so you're going to go to burton.tv slash articles, and uh, you can search for that title there, and you can pull the article up. Uh, but here's the idea. Uh, there is a supernatural force behind the lockdowns, I believe, and, and a prophetic people must expose it, okay? And now when I talk about a, a, a spirit of lockdown, there's a lot of people out there that they get a little bit out of shape about that. They hear a spirit of, and they're like, I don't see, I don't see a spirit of lockdown or a lockdown spirit in the Bible. And so false teacher, false prophet. Listen, listen, listen. It's like saying the spirit of a champion, you understand the concept. So, so if someone has a spirit of a champion, that means they've got that inner passion and that inner drive, and they're not going to be denied, and they're going to advance and contend, and they've got that they've got that spirit of a champ of, of a champion. And and so this is, so, is similar, but it's a little bit different in that I do believe that while there's no actual spirit with the with the name lockdown, uh, I do believe that there is a demonic spirit an entity a actually even more than that a strategy probably probably a a a horde of demonic spirits that have an assignment to lock down and it's going to make more sense as you uh, as we get into this but um yeah i believe we need to contend against this this lockdown spirit uh that's that's in our nation today now now while some may argue the merits of a lockdown uh uh, as a as a natural physical defense uh, against the spread of a virus, they they might they might argue that that's appropriate. Um, I propose that there is a very deliberate, strategic, demonic strategy to shut down the churches and to shut up a prophetic generation. So, if the enemy can cause us to flee into our caves and focus on natural survival, uh, he wins. And so that's the that's the big idea behind this. Let me read this. Uh, scripture uh, to you right here. This is in 1 Kings 18, 3 and 4, all right? And Ahab called Obadiah, who was over the household, and then in parentheses, this is, this is the key right here. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. And when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave and fed them with bread and water. Okay, so so here's the here's the idea. So Obadiah, godly man, feared God, but he was he was he was in the mix here in this political system, and uh, 
he knew what was going on, of course. He's right in the middle of it. And so what did he do? He gathered these prophets, hid them in a cave and to, to, to protect them. Now, this, this lockdown spirit, here's the issue, has convinced blood-bought blood Christians to cower, to willingly hide in caves, right? Hide in homes and to embrace restrictions as evidenced by the prophets in the caves living as prisoners on bread and water. It's what the Bible says. And so, so, so he, he put them in the caves and he's like, hey, lock down here. I'm gonna give you a little bread and water. Enjoy your imprisonment. And, but the idea is that do this and you will be safe. And so the focus, you gotta hear me, the focus was on personal safety. That's the primary focus, personal safety. So we want you to be personally safe. Well, I want to be safe. I'm, I'm on board with this. Hide, hide me in a cave. Hide me in a cave. I, I, I dig it. Doesn't matter. Give me bread and water. That's fine. Here I am. Now I'm safe. Now everything is just fine. Well, the Bible tells us that we need to discern spiritual things uh, spiritually. That's the only way it works. Spiritual things must be discerned spiritually and natural. the natural man cannot receive revelation at this level. It's not possible for him to do that. So the problem that we have here is we have, you know, in the midst of our pandemic that we're experiencing right now, that by the way, it's real. And, and there, are, there, there are people, yes, people are going through terrible situations and, and some, are, some are dying and all this. But the, the, the way that, and I've hit on this previously, the way that so many Christians are responding is just by repeating uh, secular, natural, medical advice as opposed to having a word of the Lord in their mouth. The big difference. You know, where is that company of people where they are discerning what's going on? I, I can't even begin to tell you how disappointing it is that so few people have actually had any discernment at all about what's going on. So few. It's rare. It's extremely rare. What is God doing? What's happening in this season? What's hap what, what, what is this? And, and so most believers, it seems, based on what I've seen, are completely limited to what their eyes and their ears and their senses are revealing to them. And so, so now they're like, okay, we have this medical issue and now we need to run into the caves. We need to find safety. And so does that mean that, and I keep saying this to qualify, does that mean that all secular advice is wrong. Of course, it doesn't mean that. And as I said uh, yesterday, wash your hands. It makes all the sense in the world. Please do that. Please wash your hands. Don't be one of these nasty people that go and use a public restroom. And there's all sorts of, of stuff happening in there. And oh, you're, you hear grunting and yeah, let's get graphic with it. It's happening in there. And what do they do? They emerge out of the stall and pass the sink right up and cruise right out the door. And I'm like, holy cow. And this is a restaurant and wow, you're, oh, this is a terrible thing. So please, 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 please wash your hands. And uh, reminds me of our, when we'd go on cruises, Amy and me, and they'd be singing, please wash your hands, wash, wash, wash. And you'd have to wash your hands before you went into the buffet. Why? Because it's a smart thing to do. It's a good thing to do. But that can't be the limit of our revelation. Well, what's happening here in this story, remember we're talking about there's a, there's a, there's a lockdown spirit. There's a, there's, a, there's a spirit behind this, you know, and I was praying about this and I just, I just felt like, the, like this heavy, evil, 
uh, uh, a weighty blanket. You know, some of you, have, you own weighted blankets. You know, that's a thing now. And um, uh, I had one for a while and used it for a while, but just because it was a thing, I'm like, I'm going to try this out. And uh, and it just weighs on you, and it just and it kind of crushes you. But then you add to that the the, uh, the the demonic feel, and the fear, and the and the anxiety, and the and and the the hopelessness, and you're scrambling uh, for solutions, and, and you don't know what to do. And and this is where so many are right now. So so there's there's a there's a hiding, relaxing, cowering church. That's just kind of being, they're, they're, they're under the weight of this blanket. It's suffocating them and it, it's just keeping them uh, uh, immobilized. And instead of advancing and working and producing and contending and fighting and sounding alarms and prophetically uh, 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 dealing with the situation that's out there, they're, they're, just, they're just kind of hiding under this blanket and they're just kind of taking a, taking a wait and see approach kind of to see how things happen and and so people where's that spirit of discernment in terms of in terms of in terms of where and this is something we should all have to where we can we can discern these spiritual things what is God saying what is God doing okay because our answer is going to determine what we do our response is going to determine whether we hide in caves or whether we advance let me read another scripture to a scripture to you here um First Kings 18.10 says this, as the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my Lord has not sent to seek you. This is Obadiah talking to Elijah. And when they would say he's not here, he would take an oath of the kingdom or nation that they had not found you. So what's happening here is that he's saying, listen, Elijah, you shouldn't be here. You're a troublemaker, right? Right? You know, even even Ahab, you're a troubler of Israel. And Obadiah, he's like, uh, maybe I'm not going to call you that. But boy, where you go, there seems to be trouble. There seems to be issues. And because wherever you go, the nations know about you. The kingdoms know about you. They're seeking you. They're looking for, they're, they're, they're hunting you down. You are a wanted man is what's, what's happening here. And so, but the reality is for you and me, the nations and the kingdoms should know our names too right? So the, the false prophetic systems uh, of our day should be kept keenly aware of God's people. And, and we will know this is true when they resolve to seek and destroy not only our churches and our message, but our very lives. Elijah was a heavily sought after man, an enemy with a prize on his head. The kingdoms and nations all knew of Elijah's threat and they sought to neutralize him. Now, but here's where it even gets more interesting. See, Elijah didn't only threaten kingdoms and nations. Elijah also threatened because of his bold prophetic unction and his fearlessness at this stage of his life. He threatened the people of God. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. Are you going to live in such a way that the people of God who are cowering who are hiding in caves, who are focused on personal safety, who are looking out for number one, are you going to live in, in such a way with such a prophetic edge, with such a sharpness in your spirit, with a, with a fearless resolve, with a, with a passionate pursuit, that your arrival on the scene actually threatens their safety in their minds and they're going to resist you? See, this is what Obadiah was doing. Even though he feared God and ultimately he did the right thing. But he was one who was resisting 
Elijah. He's like, no, no, no. He's saying, if I, if I go and announce your arrival, Elijah, to Ahab, he's going to kill me. Don't you understand that this is not the time for that? This is the time for personal survival. This is, this is, the, this is not the time for action. This is not, not, this is not the time for, to be brash. It's not the time to be, to be uh, aggressive. It's not the time to do that. Not now. Not now. Now we need, to, we, need to, we need to make sure the people are safe. We need to get them hidden in caves, and we need to chill. But of course, Elijah was having nothing to do with that at all. I mean, we need to know that all eyes were on Elijah. Look at this. This is 1 Kings 18.30. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. And he's like, here I am. And the people came near to him, and then he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been thrown down. So instead of Elijah's, I'm sorry, Obadiah's plan to hide away, Elijah was coming at it from completely the other direction. He's saying, come near to me. Here I am. I'm about to cause trouble. You call me a troubler of Israel? Let's do it. I'm going to be a troubler of Jezebel, actually. And so I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a troubler of the false prophets. I'm going to be a trouble, troubler of your false gods. I'm going to trouble. You better believe I'm going to trouble. This is not the time to hide away. In fact, it's, it's shameful that the, the very prophets of God, those who are supposed to be decreeing and declaring the oracles of God in, the, in, a, in a key season, it's shameful that they're hiding away in caves. And by the way, how interesting is it, at least a little bit interesting, that here it says that uh, they gathered together in groups of 50. Isn't that interesting? And here we are in, in this nation where churches, if they're allowed to meet at all, some you can't meet at all even still, they're limiting the churches to groups of 50 or sometimes even groups of 25 or 10. And they're limiting these groups where we see in this story, the false prophets were, were, were fully gathered, but God's prophets were limited to groups of 50. I thought that was extremely interesting considering even where we are today. I don't believe that we're in a time where we need to be hiding and limited in numbers. I believe that we need to be contending and advancing with, with prophetic fire. So we see here, all eyes were on Elijah. And so, so the plan was to restore the altar. And he did. Let me read this, 1 Kings 18, 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. And here's, what, here's the goal, everybody. They said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal and let not one of them escape. And they seized them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slaughtered them there. So we need the church to come out of hiding. Because there is, listen, as I was praying about this, again, I need, I need to drive this point home. I believe that there is a, there's the, the, this lockdown spirit and it's hitting a lot of people. And there's a lot of people out there. They've lost their resolve to advance, to develop, to, to produce, to work, to, to contend, to fight, to, to 
build, they've, they've lost it. They've lost their prophetic unction. They've lost it. And, and, and now they're in this, they're, they're under this weighty evil blanket of hopelessness and despair and suffocation. And they're just holding back. They're waiting for the fog to clear. They're waiting for the threat to pass. They're waiting for things to get back to normal. They're waiting or they're, they're so disturbed and they're so distraught. And they're so uh, uptight all they want is things to get back to normal. This absolutely cannot happen. You need to pray in the spirit, pray with passion, pray with fire, break this, this lockdown spirit off you, this suffocating thing off you, rise up. I mean, I'm telling you, you need to march around your room if you got to, get the worship warfare music going on, pray in the spirit, decree and declare, go to fight, go to battle. Listen, we can't be people that only use the shield uh, a defensive weapon. We need the sword, an offensive weapon. If you, if you, I'm telling you, if you just try to use that defensive weapon, it's going to fail you in time because you need the sword of the spirit, the word of the Lord. You need to slice and dice through atmospheres uh, if you're going to win this thing. And so we can't be a people as the church where we're just kind of, kind of just waiting, waiting with everybody else and kind of just, uh, you know, kind of biding our time. And we're just kind of, kind of chilling out and kind of relaxing and kind of hoping for the best and waiting for it to pass. And in the meantime, we're nervous and uptight and afraid, and we've lost hope and we've lost unction and we lost passion and we lost all that. And so we're taking a time out. We're kind of quitting. We're kind of chilling. You know, we're and that's our, that's, that's the story of our life right now here in the midst of this, this, this lockdown season, uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. Everybody, we need, we need the church to rise up. We need you to come out of hiding. We need you to come out of the caves. We need you to speak the oracles of heaven. This has to, absolutely has to happen. We need spirit people, uh, spirit filled people, to move in great authority and to command plagues and viruses and politicians and the spirit of the age to bow at the feet of Jesus. We will be silenced no longer. The spirit of Elijah will shame the spirit of lockdown and timidity and restore the altar of the Lord in our nation. And when this happens, after ravings and violence, the enemy will finally shut up. The politicians and media will go silent. They will have nothing to say as their cries fall on deaf ears as their gods abandon them. Only people who operate in the spirit of Elijah can cause this to happen. And the question is, is are you ready? You are a mighty voice of God. It is your time right now. Let me read this final scripture to you, 1 Kings 18, 27. This is how it played out. And at noon, Elijah mocked them saying, cry aloud for he is a God. Either he's missing or he's relieving himself. I love it. He's mocking them relentlessly, or he's on a journey, or perhaps he's asleep and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves as after their custom with swords and lances until the blood gushed out of them. This is how desperate the enemy is. Where's our desperation? Verse 29, and as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering of the oblation, but there was no voice no one answered no one paid attention are you ready to rise up and to initiate power encounters are you ready to confront the spirit of the age 
Are you ready to break off this spirit of lockdowns where, where this, this, this spirit of surrender, the spirit of giving up, the spirit of self-protection, the spirit of fear, the spirit of, 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 of safety, of, of personal safety at the, uh, at the expense of the advance of the kingdom of God? Are you ready to break this off of you? Are you ready to step up and to be a, prof- uh, to be a prophetic voice to this nation right now? Are you ready to get on Facebook and YouTube and Zoom and whatever you're using and to declare the word of the Lord and to challenge people and to break off this lockdown spirit and to grab them and to, to awaken them to their prophetic call and to, and to, to gather to ch- the, the church and to rally the, uh, to rally the, the saints and to, and to shock the culture with, with bold words of the Lord? Are you ready to be known by kingdoms and nations? Are you ready? to live in such a way where you threaten the religious, you would threaten the lukewarm, you threaten the fearful, you threaten those who are holding back and hiding in caves. Are you ready to be that one? Because this is your hour, this is your season, this is your time. You are needed right now. If not you, then who? But even more than that, if you choose to say no to the call of God, to rise up and to be the voice he's called you to be, you are surrendering more than you could ever imagine. And it puts you in a very dangerous place. See, hiding away in caves, spiritually speaking, puts you at great risk. And I hope you understand as I'm sharing all of this, everybody. Again, I'm going to qualify it. There are appropriate natural responses. But at the same time, there are also appropriate spiritual responses. And the spiritual response dominates it trumps everything else because that's god speaking god directing doesn't matter what common sense says we need to obey the voice of the lord and when we do that yeah you better believe your name's going to be known by nations and kingdoms you better you better know that as you expose the darkness the darkness isn't going to like it but this is why you're here in this hour everybody it's not to respond the same way the world is it's to be a voice. It's to be a light. It's to be a, a, a shock to the system. It's to be, a, a, to be a, someone in the, in the spirit of Elijah assaulting the spirit of the age and crushing that hopeless spirit of despair and lockdown that's gripped our nation. You're needed. It is your season. I want to encourage you to truly contend like you never have before. I want to invite you, consider a donation, present this to you every now and then, but you can go to burton.tv slash donate. If this ministry is impacting you, I'd encourage you to partner with us. Uh, there's something there's something powerful about partnering with ministries that God is locking you in with and and uh, that speaks to you and challenges you. And so I certainly want to encourage you to go to burton.tv slash donate and uh, you can give there. You can set up recurring gifts or a one-time gift, however that works for you. And then, of course, I want to encourage you to check out my resources and you go to burton.tv slash shop. And uh, there's uh, I've written 10 books. You can get them all there, uh, either in download or in print version. But would encourage you to check that out. But uh, there you have it, everybody. Share this. Uh, I would love for this message to get out there to pastors and to leaders and to really bring uh, some impact because now is the time for the church to arise and we need to advance together in unity. All right, blessings, and we'll talk to you next time. 
Thank you for listening to The Furnace with John Burton. You can access media, read articles, and partner with the ministry online at burton.tv. And by all means, share this podcast with those who are hungry for revival, reformation, and revolution.